This is the Virgin Radio Pridecast with Alex Milsom and Shivani Dave. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Virgin Radio Pridecast. Hold on, Alex. The Pridecast is special every week. Do you know, that is true, but this week is extra specially special because it's the last Pridecast before the return of Virgin Radio Pride next week. But don't worry, Shiv. I've got you a tissue ready. Thanks, mate. Before we get emotional, we've got one more topic to discuss. It's a biggie with a whole radio station dedicated to Pride just around the corner. What does Pride even mean? But before we get into that, though, for the last time, Shiv, well, for now, getting quite emotional even at the thought of it. How was your week? I was in America. I've come back tanned. I've come back refreshed. I've come back so relaxed and That's I good. love it. Oh. How's your week been? I I didn't I didn't come back from America. I'm not feeling refreshed. <laughs> I'm not feeling so relaxed. Um I <laughs> no matter what I say, it's nothing nothing's going to compare in comparison to your extravagant NYC holiday, but I um I can't even believe I'm about to say this. I did really enjoy the canteen fish and chips the other day. They had curry sauce on them. Curry sauce. What? Oh, I've not had Alex. curry sauce for years. Alex, oh. we need to get you out more. We need to get you out more this summer. <laughs> and um, considering we're gone. Uh, no, I literally have nothing else to add. Actually, I did have a few social things and caught up with, with mates and uh, had a friend's birthday thing, a cake, cake decorating competition with a friend. Um, yeah. Really, really that sound like, like a I've lovely got, week. I sound like I've got cats. You sound like you've got a lovely week Aww. and no shade to cats. Thank you. We no. do not. <laughs> no. We do not shade cats on this podcast. No shade on cats allowed. So, considering you know, on my NYC trip, I went to the place that lots of people would refer to as the birthplace of Pride, the Stonewall Inn, where in 1969 a rebellion ensued an uprising um and as we've just mentioned we've got the return of virgin radio pride right around the corner so this week we're going to be discussing the very meaning of pride and we'll be hearing from some of our very brilliant virgin radio pride presenters about what's coming up on the station now obviously pride means different things to different people so Let's hear first from Kate Holderness and her girlfriend Adele Roberts, who discussed what Pride means to them on quite a queer conversation on Virgin Radio Pride. Okay, next one. Yeah. What does Pride mean to you? Quite a few things. When you said that word, then it made me very happy. Um, it means showing up, being proud of yourself. It means celebrating yourself. And it also means saluting those who've gone before that have allowed me to become who I am today. That's nice. What about you? Um, I think I think it's the day where you don't have to come out to anybody. It's the day where we're in the majority. So is it the day for you, the actual celebration? Yeah. And I think it's I think I think it's really important to go because there are so many people that made Pride possible that couldn't go in their lifetime. So many people that, you know, went through things or hid themselves away or could never live their true life and we can just go and be gay as we like in the street on floats i think it's so important to go to say thank you to those people i think it extends outside the day though as well so whether it's pride month or just 
Pride 365. If I ever see a fully inclusive Pride flag, yeah, that means something. So that that's cool, isn't it? Since we've been young, Pride yeah. means even more. Yeah. Yeah, if you see someone maybe wearing like a little pin or something like that, you just know that person gets who you are. Yeah. Do you know, there's something absolutely iconic about Adele Roberts. Um, I admire how much she has, you know, done, how, how much she's helped people who might be feeling conscious about their stoma, how much she's raised awareness for people with bowel cancer. Uh, I just think she's an absolutely incredible human being. She totally is. And she's done so many more things as well. She's constantly raised awareness and been representation for people for a whole host of reasons. She's been openly queer in the public eye. She's been a queer person of colour in the public eye, which is, as we've discussed previously, a slightly nuanced experience. She's also done, as you say, all the raising awareness around bowel cancer, around living with a stoma. She's normalised some of these things and she's encouraged people to get checked up and to think about their health maybe in a way that they hadn't previously. Um, she's an absolute icon. And once she asked me where the bathrooms were in a building I was working in, and I was so starstruck, I just pointed with my mouth open. <laughs> like, that way. And just like had my mouth hanging like an, like a cartoon almost. I'm, I'm sure that was impactful. <laughs> <laughs> and also I'm sure I'm sure at the time Adele was very appreciative to know where the bathrooms is because normally you only really ask when you need to know it's not like a, a thing yeah I think it's a desperate situation Adele didn't know the layout of that building and I think it was you know it's always it's always important to know like know your fire exits know your bathrooms if there's one thing you should take away from the Virgin Radio broadcast it's to know where the bathrooms are <laughs> spoken so somberly right back to the clip though okay i absolutely love the saluting of those who've gone before us isn't that such a, a nice sort of recognition of the role that previous predecessors you know as opposed to future predecessors isn't that an amazing acknowledgement of the role though that they've played in our lives and in getting us to where we are yeah, for sure. I think it's so important. Like, you know, some of the people who organised the first Pride in the UK, members of the Gay Liberation Front, are alive today. And they've done so much to celebrate our community, to advocate for our community, to fight for equal rights for us. And acknowledging what they've done and celebrating them as well as celebrating us and having a good time and dressing up in rainbows and dancing and you know blowing on whistles or whatever it might be that you do on pride is really important you can do both you can acknowledge the history and you can be grateful for that and you can have a really good time at a party yeah i think as well like pride and going back to the whole premise of this episode it, it, it that's interesting you know how you get something different from from pride you know you get something different out of what you want to get from a pride you can get that celebratory aspect or you can get something a little bit more, you know, community oriented. And we spoke about the different sort of evolutions of prides in last week's episode. And here we are talking about it right now, but in a very different context. Yeah. And I think I really like the way that both Adele and Kate have like different takes on what the word pride means to them, because I think depending on when in the year you ask me, it probably means something different. Like Pride, the day of Pride, to me is 
historically it's been a day where I get together with my friends and and have a really good time and get to be part of the majority and get to sort of like feel like the world around me is completely there just for me in this community that I'm part of which is such a great feeling because you don't always feel like that the rest of the year during the rest of the year pride is about to me being authentic to who you are and to be true to that to you know fight the challenges that this community faces and to be unapologetic and to strive for equality and so it's interesting that we all probably have elements of all of those ideas of what pride means to us in different degrees and potentially at different points yeah and you say about the evolution of pride throughout the year kate makes a joke there about prides 365 but just imagine imagine the carnage for me in london and for yourself in london or what about elsewhere in the world pride 365 days of the year my liver my poor liver (laughs) yeah your liver would not be able to cope and also it's important to to have that day to celebrate us, but also to have the days behind the scenes to like work to what we want. So yeah. a lot of the people who are involved in putting on Pride events are also involved in some of the policy issues that we as a community like need to look at and need to perhaps review. People like Lady Phil, who work throughout the year to make sure that we have an incredible... Uh, pride event with uk black pride for example but also work throughout the year to make sure that lgbtq plus people from around the world are being treated more and more fairly every day of course so as we heard from kate and adele yes pride may be the physical event but also it's that feeling and even a sense of being like adele said pride 365 And as we've said before, that clip was from the brilliant Quite A Queer conversation, which we are very happy to say is returning to Virgin Radio Pride this year. And another show returning to the radio station is Emma Goswell's brilliant weekend outing. And who better to tell us about it than Emma herself? Oh, hi, Emma Goswell here. Great news. After nine months of hibernation, I've dusted down my microphone, I have polished my Doc Martens, and I am back with my weekend outing. Well, I say hibernation, but I've actually been quite busy since we last spoke, becoming a parent. Yep, let's just say there is lots to catch you up on. Anyway, you'll find me ending the week here on Virgin Radio Pride between 6 and 10pm every Sunday. And each week I'll be joined by two chatty guests from our LGBTQ plus family to hear about how they fought for our rights or maybe changed our community in some way and to dissect that week's big conversation. From the importance of pride to LGBT holiday destinations to how we represent our community in the arts, we will be discussing it all. Week one, I'm celebrating Jake Daniels coming out and talking gay footballers with Lou Englefield from Football vs Homophobia and veteran Stonewall FC player and DJ Adam Turner. After that, I can't tell you exactly who my guests will be because, frankly, I'm not that organised. But I can promise that they will be people who have lived a life and have something insightful, thoughtful, illuminating, and if not, something hilarious to say. 
I am really looking forward to pulling out my contacts book and bringing in some big name guests and probing them in my own delicate way. So see you at six on uh, Sunday the 5th of June then. Until then, I'm off to do some nappies. I absolutely love listening to that show last year. Always a unique perspective and hilarious, interesting, emotive every single time. So thank you so much for that, Emma. Now, another highlight of Virgin Radio Pride last year was when Drag Race UK royalty Bimini Bon Boulash took Matt Horton through their My Pride playlist. And Matt asked Bimini the very question we're discussing this week. What does Pride mean to you? Here, have a listen. So Pride is very important to me, I think, because when I was growing up, I didn't come out until I was in my teens. And I know it's changing for a lot of people now. Like my little sister came out at the age of 12 when I was just like, that's incredible to know that. And it's because Pride is happening and people have been able to witness it. And like the younger generation, when I go on TikTok, just blows my mind because mm. they're all they're all just so socially aware. And I wish I had that when I was younger, but the way I always see it is everything I'm doing now, I'm trying to push so that my little sister has it easier. And to me, that's very important. And I think that's what pride is to me. It's all, it's about a celebration for everyone and bringing everyone together. It's not just about kind of big corporations and it's not just about a big party. It's actually a way deeper than that. And it, it just, it, it, it means everyone should be coming together. And it's a shame sometimes when there is pride splitting up there's there's now a trans pride because trans people feel like they're not being included in the whole pride and it's it's a shame that we're kind of segregating because we should all be coming together and that's what it means to me it's about bringing everyone together to kind of just show that we are here and we ain't going nowhere i think bimini's pretty right on here like pride is first and foremost about the communities that are served like As I mentioned, the sort of so-called birthplace of Pride was what's known as the Stonewall Uprising or the Stonewall Riots, which was a direct response to police harassment to the LGBTQ plus community at a sort of well-known bar that was frequented by lots of gay people, trans people, lesbians, drag kings, drag queens people who completely fall under the queer umbrella targeting um, this community, also predominantly a black and Latino population. Um, And it was a direct response. It was a community response and it was a a battle. It was a protest. And the idea of, of Pride still being a battle and still being a protest does resonate with me because... We don't have equality. If you look at things like conversion therapy, if you look at things like um, street harassment and homophobia, if you look at things like hate crimes rising, if you look at things like the inequality in healthcare treatment for trans people, it's not equal yet. And so having a protest still makes a lot of sense because we're still fighting. Yeah, it goes back to the root of pride being that protest-driven thing that people do. Not everyone goes to Pride nowadays to protest, but I, I think Bimini mentions there about the, the segregations of Pride being a shame. And what Bimini isn't saying there is that it's a it's a good or a bad thing or that it's a thing that shouldn't be happening because it kind of makes sense as to why it does happen, why we have those separate like uh, Pride groups because there's a, often a criticism that's directed at 
big events like Pride in London and big events that attract lots of people is that they aren't targeted to those minorities. There was a, a very big criticism directed towards Pride in London for that specifically uh, around the last couple of years about it not being a diverse event that brought in lots of different community perspectives and, and basically being a Pride for white cis gay men, of which I hold my hand up and say I'm a part of that community of white cis gay men. But I also recognise that there are other Prides that have different things to celebrate that aren't my space to be at. And it's a shame that they have to have a separate space. But unfortunately, it makes sense as to why they have a separate Pride space. Because our Pride space, the one that's supposed to be this all-encompassing one, just isn't invitational, isn't inclusive enough. But I think there's two things there. The, the criticism around Pride in London um, that you're referring to isn't just that it wasn't inclusive of people of different racial identities besides white cis gay men. Um it was the fact that volunteers, because these are volunteer-led uh, events and organisations, the allegations were that Pride in London as a group was a hostile environment for people of colour and black volunteers specifically. There was a lot of stuff gone going into that and I don't want to get into it now, but the way that you treat your staff and your volunteers does reflect the output of your event. And that might be mm -hmm. something that Pride in London could fix. I would really look forward to a Pride event in London, not necessarily the group that is registered in companies' houses, Pride in London, but an event in London to celebrate Pride um, that is inclusive and all of the above. I would love that to happen. And it's to do with the way that it's managed and to do with the way that it's... Um, it's run and the values of the people running it. I think with things like Black Pride, which is an organization that runs a POC and black uh, focused centered pride event, it's quite similar. It is basically a festival. It's not really a protest in, in the way that, you know, Pride originally was. It's got music, it's got acts, it's got food, it's got dancing. It's a big party and a great celebration and it does center people of color and ethnic minorities and black people it's just it doesn't it doesn't disinvite people who aren't part of those communities it doesn't say well you're white you're not allowed in it says just so you know we might have traditional music from um these communities we're gonna have caribbean food we're gonna have you know uh a place where you can go and get like chai authentic chai not the starbucks stuff you know <laughs> it's it's about recentering the focus and saying like these are the communities that are the most disenfranchised and these are the ones that we need to meet make feel the most comfortable and to me as somebody who is part of you know an ethnic minority community within the queer community but also very involved with the sort of larger queer community that sort of seem seems to be a little bit more representative of white people I definitely have a better time at Black Pride because it does feel like a more inclusive space for everybody not just me but for everybody involved of course and that is truly terrific also Bimini hit there something we spoke about just last episode about Pride not being about the corporations but being about the community so I could sense uh, a sense of excitement when you were listening to that clip <laughs> 
Yeah, Bimini and I probably have very similar opinions on that. But you can listen back to last week's episode to hear what that was all about. (laughs) Good plug. It's so lovely to hear from Bimini about their idea of pride being used to make the lives of future generations easier. Their groundbreaking chats about being non-binary on RuPaul's Drag Race UK certainly helped with that for so many people. And there have been so many incredible lgbtq plus moments like that on the telly we've spoken about some of them on the podcast before and someone else who is just as obsessed with telly as we are is benji potter here he is to tell us about his brand new show on virgin radio pride telly talks hi guys it's benji potter here one half of virgin radio pride's telly talks i think we all remember the first time we felt seen on tv or the first time we watched some LGBTQ plus TV show and secretly tried to judge our parents' reaction as we watched it together, perhaps before we came out. TV is such an intimate and personal part of our lives. So, every week, between 6 till 7pm on Thursday nights, Rod McPhee, the TV editor on The Sun, and I will be meeting a different LGBTQ plus celebrity and finding out their five formative TV shows. From It's a Sin to Heart Stopper to Queer as Folk, there are so many things on telly that represent our community and it's always getting better. So join us for a good old natter about the box and we can't wait to have you come along. Cheers, Benji. Can't wait to hear what some of those suggestions come up because I've been absolutely needing something new to binge. Now, let's get back to today's big question. What does Pride actually mean? And we'll hear from Virgin Radio's Graham Norton straight after your final Virgin Radio Pride weekly update with Daryl Jackson. Thank you. Hello. First this week... England boss Gareth Southgate has praised the bravery shown by Jake Daniels for becoming the UK's first active male professional footballer to come out as gay. The 17-year-old Blackpool striker said he had to start being himself. He's received widespread support across the game. Southgate hopes players' sexuality will not always be a discussion point. It's sad that we're actually talking that way because, frankly, across any other walk of life, sexuality of somebody wouldn't even be questioned and wouldn't be a discussion. So that's the bridge that we all know has needed to be crossed and he's opened that possibility for everybody else now. A now cancelled LGBT conference organised by the government could still cost more than half a million pounds. Dozens of groups pulled out because the Prime Minister didn't include trans people in a proposed ban on conversion therapy. The practice tries to change someone's sexual orientation or gender identity. Ellen DeGeneres says the decision to end her talk show left her crying every day. The programme, named after the comedian, aired its final episode last week after 19 seasons. The host insists she's making the right choice by ending the show following controversy over an alleged toxic workplace environment. And after an estimated 400 million single and album sales worldwide, ABBA fans got the chance to see the Swedish group return to the stage last night. Sort of. They aren't performing in London in the flesh. Instead, the four take the form of virtual avatars or avatars. The band say it's great being back together. We were sitting in the car here together and it felt like going to a gig. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We talked about that, how a similar feeling to how we felt 50 years ago when we did concert tours. That's all from me. 
for now. I'll see you very soon. I could cry at this. Thank you, Daryl, for the last time. I know you said thanks, but I'm just going to shout him out again. Thanks, Daryl. <laughs> so to celebrate the return of Virgin Radio Pride next week, we've been hearing from different guests on what Pride means to them. And we'll hear from one more, Graham Norton himself, in just a second. But first, one voice we've heard on the Pridecast, perhaps more than any other, is that of the lovely Matt Kane. And we're delighted to say that Matt is returning to Virgin Radio Pride this year with a brand new show. Drumroll, please. Matt Kane meets. And here he is to tell us more. I'm Matt Kane. My show this year is called Matt Kane Meets. It's very simple. It's a series of hour-long interviews with famous or noteworthy queer people, all of whom have amazing stories. The idea is that they don't have to adapt these stories for mainstream audiences, but by speaking only to LGBTQ plus listeners, by keeping it in the family, they can be more honest than ever. So I'll be chatting to trans icon Jake Graff, who's unbelievably open about his experiences growing up with trans shame. And best-selling author and former Act Up campaigner Paul Burston, he tells me about how growing up in a small town in South Wales led him to spiral into addiction when he discovered the gay scene. I'll also be chatting to amazing lesbian musician Horse MacDonald and everyone's favourite choreographer, Dame Arlene Phillips, who's got some incredible stories about working in the West End, on TV and in the pop industry in the 70s, 80s, 90s and being surrounded by queer artists. She's got lots to say about allyship. I really hope you'll join me for all these and lots more on Matt Cain Meets, starting on the 1st of June on Virgin Radio Pride. Thanks, Matt. That show sounds so interesting with a range of great guests and really awesome conversations and insights. It's very nearly all we've got time for this week and indeed for this series of the Pridecast. Before we go, though, let's hear from one of the most memorable guests on Virgin Radio Pride, our very own Graham Norton. Pride is one of those things where just when you think we're done with it, we realise we still need it. <laughs> um, RuPaul, uh, who I work with on Drag Race, she, he says a thing where, you know, we talk about the news and we're talking about, you know, some threat to somebody's rights or mm. some legislation that's been brought in in some state. And Rue just goes, didn't we do this already? And there is that sense of, didn't we do this already? You know, do we really need pride still? And the truth is, we do. Because you need you need to keep the pressure up. Even though, you know, we're very, very lucky in, in Britain, we have so many rights, um, but it's not, there's not full equality. You know, there's still queer bashing goes on, there's still hate crime. And all of that means that pride is necessary. Um, and pride doesn't need to be political with a capital P. I always go, you know, on a political agenda, Is if there's any other business, then that's what pride is. Pride is any other business because it's about visibility and it's about seeing other people 
the last episode, the last clip, and still some controversy. I'm not sure I 100% agree with Graham there. I think um, Pride is inherently political because things like queer representation, LGBTQ plus visibility is political. You know, we look around the world, we look at places where um, there are new laws coming into effect that are reminiscent of Section 28 that we had here in the UK, things like the Don't Say Gay Bill in American um, states and around the world with in Europe with the anti-LGBT zones. Being visible is inherently political on a global scale. Being a queer, visible person, being proud of that, being open and vocal about that is still a political act. You might not be campaigning, you might not be the one, you know, writing letters to your MP, you might not be the one with placards in the streets, but what you're doing is still a political act. So the idea that Pride isn't a protest of the P isn't necessarily one that I agree with, but I think we've got the same message. You could have just not argued with the last contributor we had here. You could could have had a cute send-off, but no, it's okay. That's what's great about this show. Um, I I think even... I, I've, I've said this multiple times in the podcast so much so that I think I've basically got a draw of four thoughts that I go through. But... I think that even when in some countries just our mere existence is an act of illegality, our mere existence of, you know, being, for me, being a practicing homosexual, whatever that means. Um, practicing. Practicing. I'll get better one day. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? You know, being an active gay, right? The fact that in some countries in the world, that would be an act of illegality. And so effectively, although I might not be protesting in the streets of that country, I am still protesting by being an out proud public person. Right. Bear with. It gets more complicated than that. If that that wasn't already complicated enough. I think going back to the point of protest, you're right. I think it's quite difficult to not really label what we're doing as a protest it's quite difficult to to just kind of push it past and say it's just a nice little thing that we do when the reason why we do it so visibly is because there are some people even in the streets that we live in that would actively prefer to see us dead rather than thriving and i think that's a really disappointing thought to have but it explains why we are ultimately still protesting even when we are not protesting we're still protesting through and through yeah and i think there are there, there are loads of different elements where it becomes harder and harder for people, um, whether they're in this country or in a different country where homosexuality might be illegal. The way that our community is seen around the world, even in countries where we are, quote-unquote, given protection, mm. is such that we are still a community that faces oppression um, and faces challenges because of our identity. And until that stops being the case globally for every single LGBTQ plus person around the world, then we can say that we don't need any more pride. But until that happens, and I'm not sure that's going to happen in our lifetime, I think 
as a community, we need to continue to fight for the equality of our siblings, of each other. And for ourselves. I mean, it feels like a bit of a, a jovial moment to say this, but so true, Bestie. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I, like, I, I, can't have, I can't have summed the point up any better. Like, there's, there's no way that I could. So trust me to whenever I can't follow up a, a serious point to insert some dated year-old reference. It's the podcast and it's how we do it. I think going full circle then, back to why we are even having this conversation at the very beginning. We're coming up to Virgin Radio Pride being a thing again. And although it was such a, an impressive thing that we were able to achieve and how many conversations we were able to start and how many people we were able to touch with those conversations, I think the fact that we're doing it again and the fact that we are, you know, we've been doing this for the last year is an indicator of what Pride means to me. It's the fact that there are going to be some people who are members of our community that aren't out, that aren't able to, to be so open and, and talk about what we're talking about. And we're kind of doing these different bits for for them. It, that's that's my meaning of pride. For those people that were me when I was younger, denying who I was, and all of those horrible thoughts were coming through my head, I'm kind of thinking about why pride matters to 14-year-old Alex. It, it matters to 14-year-old Alex when I was 14, I saw that and I thought, oh, this is great. So now we're back to 2022, <laughs> year old Alex. Let's not go into how old I am now. But that's what pride means to to me. And that's kind of what we've we've kind of crossed. What, what does pride mean to you, Shiv? <laughs> that's a kind of lo loaded question, isn't it? I feel like basically everything we've touched on in this episode, um, for me... It's meant different things through the course of my life and it means different things through the course of the year as we yeah. go through the different seasons and, and the different sort of points of remembrance. And fundamentally for me, it's an act of resistance and it's an act of acceptance for myself and for others around me. And I think when I celebrate pride, I'm celebrating the people who've come before me, who have fought for the rights that I have today. And I am acknowledging my determination to extend what, you know, the people who have fought for my rights have done by continuing to try and champion and fight for the rights and the equality of others who are more oppressed around me. Um, and that's kind of what pride means to me. It's, it's an act of defiance and it is inherently a protest, whether that is a taking to the streets with a placard or it's being visible and loud about who you are to show somebody else that representation is, is there and possible and not only can you be an lgbtq plus person but you can be a happy lgbtq plus person um that's what that's what it's all about for me and that's probably all we've got time for in this episode and for the podcast but fear not because virgin radio pride and myself and shivani will be returning for another pride season on the 1st of June at 10am. You can listen on DAB Radio in London and Scotland. 
and on the Virgin Radio app and online everywhere else. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you very soon. Bye. Bye.